Welcome back to episode eight of the Bayou Dragons podcast. It is Porter, Mitch, and Tanner per use, and today we have very special guests, Rance May. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Rance May, Rance May Music, and he is uh, related to me. He's my brother. Yeah. So known him my known him my whole life or his whole life, I yeah. guess. But uh, got him on today, so we have a couple of things we wanted to just talk to him about. I figured he has some pretty interesting stories. He's a musician, entrepreneur, bar owner, cow owner, just what else? Yeah, Engel owner. He owns a six hundred quart Engel. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, the some right. the some bitch has done it. So I would give us a little background story, Rance. Where were you born and raised? And uh. Chambers County, Texas, uh, right down the road. I don't. Is this in Chambers County? No, this is Jefferson, technically, by we're one mile. We're right here on the county line. Uh, Handcomer, that's where I grew up, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Moved to Austin. Yeah, you moved to Austin whenever I was uh, nineteen years old, and I've lived there ever since. And what did you do in Austin when you first moved there? Oh, when I first moved to Austin, I worked for a uh, heating and AC company where I was up in the attic, uh, like putting up vent, you know, like in the summertime, whatever, ducting in the attic. and uh, Sweating your ass off. Oh, my God. I did it for like five days and started, <laughs> you know, well, I ain't going to go down that road, but I, uh, you know, I, I just, right then, I was like, this ain't what I'm going to do. So then, to remedy that, I started valeting cars down on West 6th. And uh, the only perk of that job was that you got to drive cool cars sometimes, but there were always some dickhead team leader that uh, would always get the cool cars. <clears throat> so you really just ran for no reason. And you got like a, a Kia Soul. Yeah. Mazda. For some unappreciative person. But... Uh, the then, tips I, were mediocre. then I worked for uh, the University of Texas for like eight years. What, power plant, power plant operator okay. there. I was a, uh, yeah, did that for eight years. That was a uh, time in my life. <laughs> then uh, I started playing music. Uh, I mean, I started playing music when I was like twenty years old, but uh, I started playing full time. Uh, when I was, I guess, 28, 27, something like that. And then uh, somewhere along that way, I came across Sam's Town Point uh, with a couple buddies of mine, Ramsey Midwood, check him out, and uh, Scott Mason. And uh been there for the last almost six years doing that deal, and now I'm Kind of figuring it out at a turning point in my life. Got a two-year-old and a wife and all that. and Thinking about getting back to the country and out of the city. You know. Yeah, get down close to family. Yeah, just, just, uh. So you started. Priorities change. Started playing when you were around 20, just campfire singing. And you never thought, you know what, I'm going to make this a fucking living. No, I uh, I really didn't. I, I started playing music to get girls. Like, I was, uh, I lived in Austin, but I was basically in San Marcos all the time because I had a bunch of friends that, from Anahuac that were going to Texas State. And, uh, yeah, we, it was basically, uh, I just, my buddies were playing guitar, and they were terrible. I mean, just call a spade a spade. They were awful. And uh, I was like, I can do this. You know, this ain't this ain't no deal. So everybody uh, went home for, like, Thanksgiving break or something like that. And uh, I learned Time Marches On by Tracy Lawrence off of YouTube. And kind of like uh, chord charts, whatever. But uh, whenever all the people that lived in that apartment that I was basically just squatting in to use their computer and guitar to play uh, came home. 
and I was playing Time Marches on in the living room. Thought I was the baddest dude alive. <laughs> then, uh, you know, that just led. Then I figured it out from that deal and started learning a bunch of songs, what everybody wanted to hear. Yeah, I didn't realize you. I, I thought you've always played. I didn't realize it was that late in your life. No, nah, I didn't. Uh, whenever I remember, like, going to Gator Fest, you know, growing up and seeing – you know, bands, Cross Canadian Ragweed and Pat Green and all these guys come through and play. Like, I always thought in my head, like, oh, that would be so cool to do that. Or that'd be so cool to play music with a band, you know. And, uh, but I never really, you know, I had too much other shit going on. I was, yeah, I was running around. I was trying to ride bulls. And Chase Cooter. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it took, you know, <laughs> uh, at that time. And then... Uh, yeah, I just, it kind of got to Austin and it, believe it or not, it kind of slowed down a little bit for me because <clears throat> went from high school straight to work and then to Austin and then just kind of all worked out. And where do you first start playing? Sixth Street or? I did. I used to play on Sixth Street five nights a week, dude. Sometimes right. two nights. Uh, and I was working at UT at the time, so, uh, when I was on nights, I couldn't. I worked a du reverse DuPont schedule, so when I was on nights, I couldn't play six. But basically, even when I was on days, I'd play. I'd get done at, like, midnight. I'd go home. Croak for croak, an go hour. Go to work and then do it all over again because I was already downtown uh, after work on campus. So I would just go down there, and I had gigs, several gigs, different bars that aren't even there anymore a couple blind pig pub you know stuff like that that is still there but uh most of the bars back then that were having music like that every night of the week was aren't there anymore yeah it's a uh different place these days it's austin pretty yeah. weird yeah um yeah weird. but in, for the wrong reasons <laughs> it's uh it used to be weird in a cool way now it's just uh and so, like, did someone uh, just find you? Like, whenever you first started, they just found you and was like, I want to give this guy a shot to, uh, know, like, a record deal or... No, none of that should happen. Uh, still kind of waiting on it to happen. But uh, I've, I've, I've done some pretty cool stuff. I can't, you know, I can't just sit there and downplay it all the way. But uh, I definitely have... Uh, Yet to get to where I'm trying to get, you know, that's yeah, that's, that's really the that was gonna be a main part of what we wanted to talk about was, I mean, you've been to how many states singing? Like you've toured forty two states, forty two states, forty two. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, I've toured the country uh, probably four or five times. I mean, most of those states I've probably played four or five times in, you know, but. Uh, I used to tour, I used to play, you know, 250 to 280 dates a year, you know, just summertime, basically every night, you know, when I was touring all the time. But uh, <clears throat> the bar happened and then kind of slowed down on the touring to take care of some stuff over there. And it's kind of getting back to a point where I'm about to release a new record I've got in the can that I recorded uh before COVID. Before yeah. COVID and just... We've been waiting on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody's waiting on <laughs> like it. For, yeah. for a while. Well, yeah, I, that's the... I wish I'd have just never told anybody about it. And then, yeah. Then it, uh, then it would have just been a total surprise, you know. But it's got, it, was, it was supposed to get released, and then I pulled it off, and then uh, now it's back in the works. So. Yeah, I know we're ready. Everybody in Southeast Texas. I know Mitchell's uh, ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you... You released that last uh, that last banger, man. The uh, show goes on, and I still, to this day, I mean, it, it's on repeat all the time in my truck. I believe yeah. it was my number one song for 2021, for sure. Yeah. When oh, you yeah. look at the uh, for all of us, it'll tell you, you know, the most played song that was me and my wife's. Both <laughs> of our number one played song. Well, uh, yeah, that uh, that's what, you know, I was really looking forward to. I feel like I got a whole record of, you know, stuff like that on that record. So I'm really looking forward to. Uh, yeah, you taught yourself how to squeeze box just for this record. Yeah, I uh, that was my that was a 
COVID project as I learned how to play accordion. So that was, uh, I'll tell you this about accordion. Uh, I feel like it's a, uh, like a German torture device that whenever you start playing it, uh, it really just, you, it mind fucks you. Like you don't understand, like you, you play one note and it's like, oh yeah, I got this figured out. And then do the next thing. It's like, Wah! it's like, no, I don't have shit figured out. But then eventually you get it figured out, but it's not a, it's not really a, I don't condone anybody to learn how to play the squeeze box. No, nah, man. I, uh, I mean, I did it out of necessity or want and necessity, but I feel like you got to really want to because my wife will tell you how bad I am at the squeeze box because <laughs> she really, really heard it, you know, while it was going down. But So, new, new record coming out. Did you ever think of a, like, do you have a name for it? I mean, I mean, I know this is all down the road. So, originally, I, we're not even going to go there. The we're we're talking about the future. Yeah. Uh, what I'm thinking about calling it about time. <laughs> yeah, it's about damn time you yeah, release that song, yeah, bitch. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. So that's kind of uh, what I've been stewing on for a while. I got a few names in there, but I. And just, I'm going to go ahead and plug this in. You can find Rance May's music on Spotify, Apple, <clears throat> basically any music platform. You have, you have so on, like I know on Spotify, you have Rance May. Like you have, what, three albums? Yeah, that, and, uh, yeah, we just, that might be changing. Some of those, so if you like it, you might want to go buy it and have it because those records, a couple of those records might be disappearing. Because just a little bit of uh, surprise, you know, I don't know if it's a surprise, whatever, but uh, I'm thinking about revisiting a couple of those records for a new record I'm making and maybe redoing a few. And of those. doing it underneath uh, the name Rance Man the Coyotes? Yeah, but, but also redoing uh, quite a few of the songs off of like the first record. I thought the first record was a banger, too. Yeah, I just I think the songs need uh, a little tune up. Need the I love. mean, that was when you first started. I mean, yeah, that's what I've, I I recorded that record in Armadillo Road's living room on a Tascam four track recorder. Yeah, when was that one uh, released? What year was that one? Twenty twelve. Damn, ten years ago, bro. Ten year anniversary. Well, you're in uh, high school, junior in high school, twenty twelve. You're a junior in high school in two thousand twelve. God yep. damn, I'm old. Yeah, you are. You're old as dirt. Uh yeah, I really am. So the bar, I, so you played your music. You started touring, started releasing albums, multiple. Everybody go check it out, download, subscribe, buy, you know, support. But um, then you ran into the bar, which, if anyone around Austin, Texas, has never been to Samstown Point, you need to go. It's a sight to behold for sure. Well, to say uh, the least. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's not for everybody, but we uh, we like to keep it that way. Well, when we were, uh, for, it's my, authentic. for my bachelor party, we were staying at Canyon Lake, and they're like, we're going to hit Samtown Point, you know, before we go into Austin. And I didn't really know what to expect, but, man, I'll tell you, I was really impressed, man. That kind of bar, the, the kind of theme you got going on there, dude, I, I just, that's my kind of bar. That's different. It's not your average, <clears throat> you know, it's. It's a honky tonk. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you play only records like there ain't we like no, it. No, there's no man, jukeboxes. There's no internet yeah. jukebox. Bro. No Luke Bryan. Nah, <laughs> bro. Well, that's that's <coughs> the whole reason for that. I mean, obviously vinyls sound better than anything. You know, we we enjoy that. We're also all collectors of vinyl, so we have uh, a very extensive collection of tens of thousands of records so um there's there's all kind of factors but the number one is that uh people if you leave it to people to pick the music it's going to be the worst music (laughs) and sometimes on purpose and i get it like it's funny but i just don't want it 
You know what I mean? Like, I get it, like, walking in a place and putting Africa by Toto on ten times in a row. <laughs> yeah. And then walking out, you know. But Sometimes I don't even – I'll literally go on, drop $20 at the Waffle House yeah. and Winnie and not be there. Just fuck it, dude. Just pull Look, in. Just remember those guys that wanted to whip our ass at Waffle just, House? Just, <laughs> yes. Why does Toto Porter keep just playing? pull up, put dude. 20 on Toto, and fucking <laughs> bail out. Dude, yeah. we had, Dude, we were at Luke's that night, remember? We played Toto like 30 times at Luke's. Oh, dude. I was these at, dudes next to us were about to lose their mind, and we left dude. with the Waffle House, and they showed up. Dude, and it, it was, was playing. Yeah, it was these two <laughs> two dudes, and they, they were sitting there, and we, I started playing it, playing it, playing it. I was like, Tanner, just like we just sat there, like, and I kept playing it. And then the, it was a big dude and, like, this little short dude that was like the mouth, you know, and he just – God dang it, I'm tired of this Mount Kilimanjaro shit. And I'm just this like. This Mount Kilimanjaro. And it, <laughs> it's not that they weren't trying to play something, but Porter would keep going on there and like fast passing them to yeah. keep, keep it playing at yeah. all times. They, no, they, they played like 10 times in a row. They, they don't, least, they don't I mean, let you do that no more. And I'm, I'm going to take full credit that it was because I played Toto more than 1,000 times in one year. And they just, that those people were mad. Like, I'm talking like they were strapped. It was in like downtown Beaumont, little ghetto area. Very uh, sketchy. They walk into Waffle House at two a.m. for breakfast. <laughs> All they hear is Toto on repeat. Yeah, Mount Kilimanjaro. I I would know the game. I'd walk out. This ain't for me, man. Yeah, but so the bar. I mean, the bar is cool. I mean, you can Airbnb there. Y'all have live music seven days a week. Seven days a week, dude. I play there tomorrow night. Hey. Oh, this won't be out tomorrow night. Well, but. I know that. I'm not plugging myself. I'm just telling <laughs> you I play there every week. Hey, every Tuesday. Plug, hey, every Tuesday, Rance Mays yeah. live around Jesus, 10 o'clock. Cut me some slack here, brother. No, no bro. <laughs> no slack. We're, we're going to plug everything, but the uh, <laughs> Tuesdays be at Sandstown Point. But um, I want to know, well, first question. You've been to 42 different states. Yeah. What is – like, what state is the most just redneck, backwoods state? Florida, no doubt. Florida? Yeah. I mean, well, depending on the parts of Florida. But most people in Florida are just different. It's a different breed, you know. Also, uh, for different reasons that I love, Oklahoma is pretty, uh, you know, different, different folks. And it's different strokes for different folks. But really anywhere <laughs> in the southeast – uh, you're gonna see some pretty rowdy shit. We played like some, uh, some man, I'm trying to think. It wasn't like it, it was an event like Muddy Grawl, all right. Uh, in Georgia, <clears throat> where the hell was that at? This second, it was outside of Perry, Georgia, or something like that. Some there was a town right there because we played a shop, a bar, and a shopping center the night before. I'll never forget. And 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 that bar ended up being badass. We pulled up. We were uh, we judged the book by its cover, and we lost because that place was awesome. But the next night we played uh, this muddy Gras type event deal that wasn't nowhere around Mardi Gras, um, and there was a guy that had seen us the night before at the shopping center bar. <laughs> and at the shopping center bar, he had walked up to me, and he was like, what's up, dude? You see that truck out there? And I'm like, what truck? You know, like I did, there's there's like eight trucks in the parking lot. Which truck? That Chevy right there. <laughs> 94. Got an eight-inch lift on it. You know, it starts going. It gives me like the... Uh, Matthew McConaughey on uh, Dazed and Confused rundown, you know, just and I was like, "Cool, man." He said, "I get that motherfucker muddy," <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so like, me and my band are sitting there, you know. It's like, hell yeah, where you do that at? Shit, man, everywhere. We got mud around here, dude. Like, if you ain't got no shit like that, you're fucking stuck. <laughs> and it's just like we're all just like, wow. <clears throat> And so we tell him, we're like, we're actually playing some mud fest that's like 30 miles down the road tomorrow. Like, 
supposed to be a pretty big deal. He's like, shit, I'll be there. <laughs> what you, you talking about mud fest? Whatever. I'm like, we're just like, yeah, man, should be cool. We heard there's a bunch of people, yada, yada, yada. So then I find out at that moment, I hadn't looked into it. We had like 13 or 14 shows on that stretch of shows, you know, so I hadn't particularly looked into that one. He's like, Colt Ford's headlining it. <laughs> and it was like, all right. You know, and he's, yeah, just like, he's like, you ever seen Colt Ford? And I was like, nah, but we're opening for him tomorrow, so I guess I'll see him play. You know, <laughs> just, uh, I said, I remember – uh, I remember he he did some song with uh, Jason Aldean or something like that. I said, that's all I know about Colt Ford. And uh, the guy was like, shit, man, he going to blow your mind. <laughs> you know, just like, just just passionate that this that Colt Ford was the truth and the answer. And uh, we went to this, we went to this event, this, uh, and it's kind of like, it was like, like I say, like, you know, like Highway 90 or any of that shit where they just got a bunch of people on jacked up buggies that cost $40,000 riding around and a bunch of girls. Uh, Showing their udders. Doing promiscuous shit. And uh, we, I, long story short, uh, we end up stealing this dude's buggy. And we didn't really steal it because we weren't going to fucking sell it or something. You know, we just borrowed his buggy. He was, like, passed out drunk. And we knew, we kind of, like, peeped the game out. It's like, all right, this is what's going to happen. You know, we're just going to fucking back out and go ride around. All we want to do is go ride around right after our set. Colt Ford was playing. We didn't care to watch Colt Ford. We just wanted to go hang out, you know. So we take off on this dude's buggy, and we're gone for, like, five minutes. And some girl pulls up on a four-wheeler, and she's like, y'all all about to get your ass beat. We're like, oh yeah. And she's like, yeah, Robbie just woke up. He's fucking pissed. You know? <laughs> Y'all stole his buggy. And that's what I'm trying to explain to her. It's like, I didn't steal his buggy. Like, We're I'm still not, on the premises. Yeah, like, I'm not, whatever. You know what I mean? So we bring it back. Robbie ain't even tripping, bro. He's straight cool, like, cool as a fan. <laughs> He's up and back drinking around. He's like, shit, man, y'all go for it. You know, just not even tripping. Uh, then we met a couple dudes that were like super rednecks that were tripping super hard on LSD that really tripped us out. So we ended up getting out of there about that time. But uh, that's a redneck story, I guess. <laughs> so that, that is. Georgia. Bloody growing Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. All our Georgia fans, we appreciate y'all. Keep going to Muddy Girl, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, I, uh, I thoroughly cherished the uh, – <laughs> The, uh, the experience. And you've done some, like, I mean, there you've probably done bigger shows, but I know, like, a big show for, like, a lot of people down here. Like, you've done Steamboat Springs, Colorado, which you like to ski, and you've played there. Sure. I mean, do you have anything? I mean, uh, it's decent. Just a decent Steamboat's a Steamboat's a cool festival. If, you, uh, if you're into skiing and snowboarding and stuff like that, which I like doing all that, it's, it's fun. It's just cold as shit. I mean, but I love it. It's just I like to freeze to death up there. Um, Key West, I played that this last year. The Mile Mile Zero, the Mile Zero Fest, man, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. That was an experience. I'd never been to Key West, so uh, that was an interesting place. I'd never. Well, you kind of went into detail when I called you about it. And you had a couple of interesting little stories about that. Um, if you shared, if you cared, I'll tell you this: they care way too much about a goddamn chicken, or a rooster, or whatever they call them. You know, they're 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 damn. I don't know. They're like, uh, what do the Australians call them? Bin chickens. They're like. Uh, you know, they live off trash and shit on the street, you know. It's like rats somewhere, but it's fucking chickens. Chickens, dude. And uh, I picked one up, was was pretty intoxicated down on, like, the main drag of Key West after all the shows one night. And uh, everybody was at this one bar where they do karaoke all night. And uh, I picked up a chicken. It was a, it was a rooster. So I walked in the bar. 
And they're everywhere. They just you know, got these so fucking chickens roaming the streets. Just everywhere. Straight, just straight chickens. Everywhere, dude. No shit. They're fucking chickens everywhere. So, um, I pick it up and I walk in the bar, you know, and the joke's like, oh, look at my cock, you know. <laughs> yeah. And my, so, uh, bartender sees me from like deep, you know, way over there. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get that goddamn chicken out of here. And I'm just like, it's like an open air bar and shit. You know, I'm just like. There's chickens on the there's bar. There's fucking chickens everywhere. And just because I'm carrying one now, yeah. it's a problem. You know, anyway, I got out of there. But at that same bar, two nights later, I walk in. Uh, and it's not even, it's not even dark yet. Like me and guys that play with me are going to get some good seafood down there. And. We walk into that same bar to go get a drink. There's also titty bars everywhere. Like, just like a bar, titty bar, bar, titty bar, bar, titty bar, you know. So, there's also that. You walk into a bar, you don't really know what's going on. You're like, oh, it's one of them, you know. I shouldn't be here. That's what I kept saying the whole time. <laughs> but, uh, but we walked in that other bar, and there's just this dude and this woman sitting there butt-ass naked with some flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> like older, older yeah, couple. Oh yeah, like in their sixties, easy. Just know? stripped of all clothing, stripped just chilling. Of all clothing, sitting at the bar on the stool, just flip flops in the same bar. She was wearing a purse. <laughs> <laughs> same bar, dude. and you couldn't carry a chicken in there. No, that's yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my point about <laughs> that. You know, just like uh, pretty. Did you, uh, didn't you say you saw multiple though, nude? Like, oh, there are people, yeah, dude. Well, it's just like it's it's part of the deal, you know. It's just like uh, if you if you ain't about that life or being cool with it, you probably shouldn't go to Key West because it ain't for you. But there's plenty of shit that you won't see that. You only, I mean, you'll see it if you go looking for it. Really, not really looking for it, but if you go partying, you're gonna see it. See naked, naked sixty year old people in a uh, bar full of chickens. They, the bar, there's no chickens in the bar. They're just everywhere outside the bar. So I just, I just, you couldn't smoke in the bar. So I was outside smoking a cigarette, picked up a chicken, walked in. I think that's fantastic. But they get pissed off. Like I picked up a couple of them, you know, just maybe catch them slipping in like a flower bed and just grab them <laughs> up, you know. Because yeah, chickens are not hey, the easiest thing in the world no, to catch. No, especially I mean, some bitches are feral, dude. Yeah. Some bitches are not, you know. They're yeah, not, they're eating french fries. They're not about that life. They yeah. ain't They ain't trying to They ain't trying to do that, you know. So, uh, but, like, I picked them up, you know, and a chicken, you pick it up by its feet, it might flap its wings. And one time I did it, and we were walking up to the beach, and this lady was coming off the beach. And she just, like, looked at me with the most disgusted look you could ever imagine. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you're the worst piece of trash for picking up that chicken. So, uh, basically, if you're in Key West, don't fuck with the chickens. Yeah, people love the chickens, man. They put them on shirts, and uh, they make money off of them. So, they ain't trying to get you to fuck with the chickens. It's just like that beach with all the pigs. You just go to Key West, and it's just chickens everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's very unique. I've never been somewhere where chickens are <laughs> beloved. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know. Fuck, it's a yard bird, dude. This podcast is also, went ahead and plug in a couple of our sponsors, Snuff Cup Spittoons. They are a fantastic spittoon. As you can see, we're all spitting in them. Take the bottom off, put your can in there. Machine washable. Spit in the top. Mitchell, you're using one of them. Yeah, we got these really badass uh, koozies from uh, Beersy. This one says bleach, my favorite. But I used it on the last podcast. Real comfortable for the can. Check them out. Call them can condoms. And then the sign behind us, per usual, Ben Floyd, Floyd Fabrication out of Orlando, Florida. He does all our hats, a bunch of our designs, and now he's doing that kind of shit. So he's awesome. Y'all give him a follow, and if you need any hats done, he's definitely the man to do it. So, Rance, there's a one place that I'm disinterested to hear in at least a story or two. Twister Fest in, is it Chickasha, Oklahoma? Chickasha, Oklahoma, dude. Just another day in Chickasha. Just another day. That's a, that's a pretty different atmosphere up there, huh? 
Curfew on his ankle said he sprung from the slammer, hit his old lady with a roofing hammer. That that's exactly what I heard. That's uh no, that's uh uh, Twister Fest is a creation of a guy named Curtis Hart. Uh, he is a character, to say the least. He's a he's a crazy dude, but he has these uh, eighty two or eighty six acres, something like that, of in Chickasha, Oklahoma. It's called the Muscle Car Ranch, and uh, he's got some of the coolest shit. You know, old. Uh, stuff signage and cars and trucks and all that stuff out there. It's so awesome, you know, with like three 20 acre ponds or 20 acres <laughs> and three ponds, whatever it is. But it's still, you know, a bunch of stuff. And uh, he's got like the coolest tractors and, you know, stuff like that. But like tiny tractors, not, not like big ones you know it's 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 cool mows 80 acres with john deere mowers it's uh and it's a pretty big deal it's like a whole week huh uh it's we kind of make a week out of it uh when we travel up from austin but it's uh the festival is a friday saturday sunday ordeal and uh some big headliners, huh? Yeah, man. It's some of the, uh, it's like 80 of the best bands Oklahoma has to offer. Then y'all. And then we play. And, uh, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's always packed and they love us. Get off me, Roy. Get off me, Roy. But, um, so Twister Fest and I don't, I mean, what's probably the biggest, what's the biggest venue you've ever played at, you think? Hell, I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> we can talk about that at a different time. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. Let me get back to you. No, that's fine. Because I don't want to tell you a lie. No, it's fine. The um, So, we'll get off the music and all that stuff. You uh, you have a pretty big outdoors background. I mean, you grew up in southeast Texas, so you grew up gator hunting, duck hunting, bass fishing. and Yeah, uh, I just got back from a guided bass fishing trip. Just tonight, this evening, came came here fresh from it. Uh, my my boy, the Dan and Winnie, uh, took me to a nice, uh, like you know, eighty acre reservoir that's just full of delicious bass. Had to uh, had the duck and dodge the squawk shits, but uh, we really ripped the fish. And uh had a great time. If uh it's it's not open to the public, so it's an exclusive deal. But uh the Dan's guided fishing trips right there in Stole, Texas is something to behold. So in Austin, I mean you have a few lakes that you fish. I fished some tournaments with you before on Lake Austin and Canyon Lake and yeah, Travis and all that, but I mean you fish them a lot. A lot of uh, yeah, I when I I've been pretty busy lately with a lot of things going on, but uh, usually when I got some time on my hands, I like to fish as many tournaments as I can get in. I just I enjoy tournament fishing and uh, that whole aspect of it. I just uh, it's one of those one of those things that. I've always enjoyed, but have being in Austin and having like five pretty good fishing lakes where you can catch a ten pounder plus. Well, what's the biggest one you've ever caught up there, and what did you catch it on? How about that? Um, I I will tell you the place and the and the bait, but I ain't telling you the color. Uh, I caught it I, a ten two seven. I caught it last May, already spawned out mm. on a wacky worm Cinco. That's all you got to say. I ain't Yamamoto? Gary Yamamoto. I don't throw <laughs> anything else. Shout out Gary Yamamoto. Yeah, if you want to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> sure. If you want to sponsor me, I, I, throw, I, I, I've, I should have stock by now. 
and Gary Yamamoto's. So bass fishing up there a lot. We fish, Rance fishes the Two Moon Junction. We've talked about that, I think, on like one of the first or second podcasts. If everybody's been following along, we fished the tournament together. And uh, we had a pretty good year this year. We got, what, fourth place third overall, player. third place overall. And pretty good stringers. Didn't let Mitch and Joe beat us this year. No. Yeah, we lost big bass by an ounce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Y'all brought in a sack, too, man. I thought y'all had it. Oh, man. It was it was bullshit. But, <laughs> um, but we brought it back. We did good at the Sam Rayburn tournament. We, yeah, we did. That was one of the – that Rayburn tournament here, what, mo- two months ago, was some of the most fun fishing I've had in a while, just how many fish we caught. We smashed them, dude. Like straight up just smash. We caught a bunch of slaunches. Slaunch after slaunch. But, yeah, I love fishing Toledo or Rayburn either way. It's uh, – I, I think they're, you know – I fish some some lakes in the south and Florida and around. I just don't have as much fun as fishing Texas lakes. Uh, everyone knows elsewhere. Texas is where it's at. But we were talking about earlier, you do quite a bit of gator hunting. So a lot of people don't really know how to how we hunt alligators in Texas. Can you kind of like go through the process of like you know putting out the line and just how how it works? Um. So. In the state of Texas, uh, by law, it's changed. So, uh, where on private land or, um, and it might be in a public waterway now, but I'm not sure about that. Uh, but you can, there's certain buoy sizes and stuff like that, but you can shoot an alligator with a bow, you know, connected to a buoy without it being on a hook and line. Because forever, the only way to catch an alligator legally is uh, in the mouth on a hook and line, Right. period. Can't foul hook it. You can't whatever. It's, so it's more like fishing, you know, that you do it that way. You set a line. They eat it. You come back. You check the line. You pull it up. You dispatch the alligator and... That's just kind of the way it goes, you know. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, you can you can go set lines blind and there's a lot know, of places you yeah places you've set before and stuff like that, and you'll catch some alligators. But catching them big ones, you kind of got to chase them around and just set where they're hanging out. You know, a lot of times unless you're it's their territory where you're setting, they're not. They're not going to go out of their way for the food. You and know, this is mostly on uh, private land. You have to have uh, a tag to harvest an alligator in Texas. So, like, how do they go about, like, issuing tags for a landowner? Um, so that process is judged on <clears> – <throat> it's based on the amount of acreage that you have uh, for those tags plus and, – and the amount of nests that are on that acreage. So you have to have, I mean, there's there's gray areas about it, but majority of the time you have to have nests on your land to be able to even get, ta- you get what I'm saying? I mean, there's got to be alligator activity going on, on your property. Right. And then usually that the second is like you have to have X amount of land to qualify or something or uh you know x amount of land with waterfront water swamp you know yeah. stuff like that you can't just have dry land no canals yeah river you know Rice stuff field. like that yeah and you you do a lot of guiding so you pick up quite a bit of tags you had what quite a bit this past year i did a little bit of hunting with you we, uh the yeah, last day was a, i get i get uh I'm fortunate to have uh I've been doing it for a long time and have uh a lot of good friends that it's kinda I've always hunted their alligators and you know, my family's always got good tags, but our land is uh out in the marsh, so hurricanes kinda 
really did the deed out there for the most part. We still catch good alligators every other year, so, you know. But uh, for the most part, it's it's not the same. You know, we used to catch a 12-plus, at least one, every year. Most of the, I mean, four over 13 out there, you know. Yeah, so what's your biggest? What's your 13, seven. 13, seven. Wow, that's yeah. a stud. That's uh, a- the biggest one, I'll say that my uncle Larry, who I grew up hunting with, knows more about alligator hunting than anybody that I know personally. Um, he and his dad caught a 12-8 and where and its tail was cut off. 12-8 and where its tail was cut off was probably like that big around, you know, just still had another foot and a half, two yeah. feet at least on that tail. And it, you know, they pulled it up. It's like, that's that's a 14-foot alligator all day, no doubt. You know, never seen a head that big. And that head's on my Uncle Larry's uh, mantle, and it's the biggest alligator head I've ever seen, period. And uh, they rolled him in the boat. My Uncle Larry got sick. Missing that much of his tail, he knew it wasn't. You know. <laughs> so that was a uh, that was a bummer for him. But you know that it happens. We've we've lost. Uh, I've been there. We lost a thirteen footer right at the boat. Came up to the boat, rolled a couple times, just pulled the hook out of his throat. Off he went. We had a pretty good year this year. The last day of the season, we had what a thirteen and a twelve on the last day, or. I know, the two twelves basically. And I heard y'all were twelve four and a twelve in, foot in a pretty badass boat while y'all were hunting. Yeah, too. yeah. Mitch, uh, <laughs> Mitch was letting us use his boat for the for the hunting deal because where the lines were set were not exactly ideal uh, for a buggy. Ideal for well, yeah, just a bank uh, situation, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's good, you know. I, I've always enjoyed it. That's why I do it. It's a lot of work, but yep. And it, anyone can buy a ta- or anyone can you know buy a hunt and come and do it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got. Uh, I think I got quite a few tags this year. If everything goes, get with us if you want to do a hunt. Yeah. Just yeah. cost money. Make it every day. Yeah. They're, they're making that shit every day, huh? But uh, and then you do quite a bit of duck hunting. You do a little duck guiding down here. In South I like Texas. to teal hunt. I don't. Uh, I ain't into the big ducks as much. Just it's just yeah, what little more ducks? work. Shit. Well, that's what I just. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to be real mad at them, you know. But uh, teal season coincides with gator season, so it's real easy. I'm here, gator hunting. I might as well just slay on the teal. And that's that. There is nothing funner than just uh, going out and killing a limit of rice rockets when it comes to shooting birds. In my opinion, yeah. You brought us on that one hunt uh, last season, that teal hunt. Oh, I had a blast, dude. We smashed them, and it was just a great time, man. Yeah, and if uh, that's another deal, if anybody's trying to do any of that type type of hunting, I don't know how many availabilities are left, but uh, web foot addiction, Brad Daniels. He can uh, he can put you on the ducks, so hit him up. Yeah, and y'all do like combos. You you can go do a duck hunt in the morning, then you can afternoon or midday go jump in a boat or get in a buggy and go alligator hunting with you. Sure, yeah, do it right after you get done. Go knock it out before noon, before lunch. Then go waffle house. Sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean. That's pretty much all I really wanted to just kind of wanted to give people a background, kind of let people know that your music's out there. I know you have a pretty big following, but so do we. Maybe some of sure. our some of our listeners might come and give Rance May a follow. Yeah, um, I don't uh, I don't Instagram maybe as much as I should, but I try. What's your Instagram tag? Just Rance May Music. Rance May Music. That's it. And that's about all you do, really, from social media wise. Yeah, I uh, 
I mean, it all that stuff goes to my Facebook too, Rance May and the Cokes. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about all. I, it's it gets hard, man, to have time. I commend Juggling y'all. A bunch of shit, I, com- I commend yeah. y'all for uh, keeping up with it because uh, it's hard. I mean, it's just uh, one of you. There's four of us. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Three and a half. Well, yeah. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Where's oh, Joe at? Joe. Who knows? We never know where Joe is anymore. The Victoria, as far as we know. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Might as well be. He was. Uh, he was on a like our second or third podcast, and people were like, "That dude never said anything." He, oh, he was on here. Oh, Joe was on here. We we did out the bar, and Joe just sat there. Silent Joe. He would just randomly just throw in a nice just. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Well, Joe's a man of few words. Hell, uh, you and Joe are supposed to be fishing the October tournament together. We are. Out of the skiff? <laughs> out of the skiff. I don't know if it'll be out of the skiff, man. Uh, you know it's going to be out of the Joe's skiff. Joe's already said, he said, I don't give a damn what Rant says. We're fishing out of the skiff. <laughs> man. He honestly said he'd beat you up. The L bank. That's all y'all are going to fish the entire tournament. I can tell you this. Uh. No, we're not. <laughs> but hey, man, I, you, you try fighting with Joe about it, man. Cause there ain't going to be no fighting, that. dude. We might take two boats. If you tell Joe you're not fishing out of the skiff, there's going to be a fight. <laughs> well, he better pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All I can tell it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been good. That's, uh. That's about all I get to do these days is bass fishing and gator hunting. And I used to deer hunt quite a bit, but and I, you know, do teal hunting. But uh, yeah, you had a rent, you had a lease down in South Texas for the longest. Yeah, I hunted down there in Heavenville and hunted some big deer. But I just ain't as mad at them as I used to be, you know. And just pissed at the gators. Well, gators are uh, gators are a lot harder than deer. I mean, you can target an alligator, but they're just an elusive as a 200 class. You know, a 12-foot alligator is no different than shooting a 200-plus. On a low fence. White-tailed deer, yeah. No doubt. In my mind, you know, I'm sure some people disagree. Oh, yeah. Someone's be like, oh, gator hunting's easy as shit. Yeah. I don't see too many people uh, catching a bunch of big ones anymore. That's just, and I, you know, there's going to be a bunch of people that's like, I catch all these big gators, and and I'm sure people do. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not saying nobody catches big gators. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's not easy. Yep. And I guess last, so, I mean, you're you're down here. You've been starting to get in that cow game a little bit, huh? Yeah, me and my boy Zane, we on the cow game, man. We uh We raising up some. Some bucking stock, and you know we're just getting into it. We're not, uh, we ain't, we by no means are uh, claiming we know it all. But I think we're headed in the right direction. And, yeah, I'm, I, uh, I, I, next few years, I'm, I'm definitely see a thousand head. Easy. <laughs> the next few years, <laughs> yeah, dude. If I get to, I don't know if I want. No, <laughs> no, you won't. I, uh, I just, it interests me. You know, I grew up riding bulls and always wanted to uh, raise them, you know, wanted to do it. And then uh, got to talking about it one day and then uh, about, I don't know, I'd say two months after that, uh, Zane called me out of the blue. He's like, hey, man, I'm getting in this bucking deal. I'm really really doing it you know buying a bought a cow on an auction or something online you know and it's like all right man that's that's awesome you know he said well i just i think it's badass i want to do it you know and i i was like yeah man it's it's it's, you know it's a badass you know it's 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 a uh it's also a very uh, expensive, not easy thing to do as a 
essentially a hobby, you know, till you start making money off something, it's a hobby. But uh but we have a lot of passion for it and uh really uh really a drive to see it succeed going forward and raise some raise some real good buckers. That's the plan. And what is your your brand name? Oh uh it's the War Cattle Co. Walking Asshole Ranch. Hell yeah. It's uh <laughs> my brand. Zane got the crap shoot cattle co. And uh we're uh we out there rocking it in Hancomer, Texas. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming soon. Same yeah. with same with your album, coming soon. Coming soon. So everybody, uh we're gonna go ahead and you know, we don't always have to do an hour and a half for y'all, so we uh appreciate everybody that's been staying with it watching us listening we've had a lot of good feedback and appreciate all the support honestly and we love the shit talkers too so thank y'all keep shit talking keep it coming keep it coming it helps the algorithm so much y'all have a bunch of shit talkers. oh Oh. my god i don't even want to get it 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 doesn't man people be hating yeah that's 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 what really you learned at the end of the day is people be hating you know uh Regardless of of what shine you got going on, people gonna hate. You know, that's. I'm sure you don't get no hate on your music or nothing. Oh man, they didn't. That's just brush off your shoulders, man. That's uh, that's that's all opinions, you know. And that and and everybody's entitled to it. And that's what I love about this country. That's what I love about the whole deal. But uh, opinions and assholes. Also, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like. Uh, but that's that's what you get. Hell yeah. Well, shit, dude. Everybody, uh, this is Rance May. Y'all go follow him on uh, social media. Check out the music. Download, stream. Just enjoy it. Show goes on. That's been his, probably your biggest hit so far. And sure, yeah. I mean, might not be your favorite song that you've written, but. It's, it's my favorite. <laughs> we probably wore you out on that song. Uh, well, he was. No, nah, t- I, I, I mean. I I I like that song. I love uh I got I got I got a special uh deal for all my songs, you know, in some way. But uh that, you know, I I really didn't when I wrote that song think it was going to be like a, a big banger. deal, you know. Yeah, like that. I just uh I remember Mitchell's bachelor party. No, was it mine or yours? It was yours and uh we were riding into Austin and Rance was like, I'm going to play you all this song, man. Tell me what you think. I told Rance right there, this is the one, dude. This song is <laughs> fucking badass, man. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate that it. song every day. It's a good-ass song, dude. For a long time. I appreciate it. <laughs> Show goes on. Rance May, Spotify. And, I mean, go check out everything. But that's that's Mitchell's bread and butter right there. Oh, yeah. The reefer that I'm smoking. So, we appreciate it, guys, and uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll and be- y'all eat rice. Potatoes make your butt big. You heard it there first, folks. Jenkins Farms. Catch y'all next time. <laughs>